And Kiefer Sutherland just yells out, or says out loud, Christ, Eddie, will you zip it? And the moment I said that, a guy from two cubicles away popped his head up and said, you're talking about Armitage? Hello, and welcome to another damn anime podcast. The podcast that is about damn anime. My name is Nick, and I will be your host. Here with me today, my good friend, Joe. Joe, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Uh, this is uh, an exciting new adventure for us, so let's see how we flounder. Let's see how, how it all falls apart. Um, let's watch the cookie crumble, as it were. So this is episode one uh, here on December 30th. 2022 i don't usually care to uh to discuss the actual date but i think it's 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 fine for this inaugural first episode i don't worry if i'm using that word correctly or not that's not really part of the point um yeah so we're here um as i said my name is nick and uh, i'll be your host uh, i got joe here with me we do another podcast um about video games called another dead pixel. So, uh, but in that podcast, you know, it's mostly about video games, but it's also about other things. And we always end up talking about anime pretty much every episode, if not every single episode. Um, so we decided that it would be good to just break it out and, uh, just do an, just do a, a whole podcast about anime just by itself. Um, I know I've been wanting to do it for, for a long time, and uh, I think I think Joe has too. Um, isn't that right, Joe? Yeah, it's been on our docket for a long time. Uh, I mean, since now now that you're uh, free to watch anime and not constrained by uh, judgments of those around you. Uh, but yeah, so for sure, <laughs> I mean, it's it's been good to welcome <laughs> you into the anime fold and watch you slowly deteriorate. You know, with your mouse pads and whatnot. Why did so. you have to? Why did you have to go there? Anyway, that's a great gift. You know, you should show it off proudly. Just wear it around your necklace. You know, just like Flavor Flav. I'm cutting all of this. Um, so anyway, um, so uh, yeah, you know, I am a little bit of a Johnny Come Lately. I must admit to the anime world. Of course, I grew up watching a. F fair bit of anime though not as much as many of my friends did um and especially not as much as joe has joe you have watched a, a metric shitload of anime um am i right that's that's true yeah right? it's it's been kind of part of my life for as long as i remember i mean i granted it does help the fact that i was living overseas at a really early age so i mean one of my first uh our first action figures was like uh voltron and thundercats and i had a um adam you know uh or astro boy i guess it is in the u.s uh belt buckle that was holographic and just because everything in asia was like knockoffs they had the hol one holographic side was um astro boy flying through the air and then you then you looked at the other side and it was donald duck <laughs> don't know why donald duck but it was donald duck it's like uh <laughs> 
like I really <laughs> wish I still had that though. Uh, but it was hilarious thinking about it. Like that's a that's some major double branding there. Some sort of mashup. I mean, I guess anything to uh, to make money and bring and bring the kids in over to the dark side. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. So so we both watched a fair bit of anime. I've been trying to catch up on a lot more that I have missed over the past couple of years recently. Um, but uh, yeah, so this is a way for us to to do that, to talk about anime and express our, our love for it. I'm gonna, just going to break down a little bit of the layout of the show. Um, so typically a show, uh, an episode is going to boil down to what we've been watching. So we're going to go through the kind of the more recent stuff that we've been uh, trying to keep up with and then talking about what we think is uh, the best thing that we watched uh, that week or that bi-week. I think this is going to be a bi-weekly podcast. Um, just kind of going through what the best thing we watched over that period of time was. And then um, after that, going into a special topic where we discuss something that is that is special, um, something a little bit like off the wall or going into a bit of a, a deep dive into um, something specific about anime hopefully trying to make that interesting and getting a little, getting a little bit more mileage out of it and finally uh trying to play a game uh i've got uh, a couple different game segments that um me and joe are kind of hashing out right now sneeze yeah <laughs> yeah he can't avoid it man it's just uh it's a curse it. for him i lost it oh i lost it so anyway um yeah, pollen is high here right now, so it's it's just gonna be it's gonna be hit and miss. But anyway, so you know, trying to go into a game and uh, you know doing something interesting with anime as a as a medium and just trying to have some good laughs. So that's gonna basically be the layout of of the episodes going forward. Um, and then yeah, like. Uh, you know, I, I I listened to a lot of a lot of different anime podcasts before we started this one um, to kind of see what's out, out there. I think I listened to, I think I don't think it was thirty, but I think it was a little a little under thirty different podcasts. A couple episodes from each one. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of good podcasts out there, uh, and there's a lot of really bad podcasts out there. So you know, listening to what is out there, I kind of thought, well, you know, maybe, maybe we could do something that would add to, um, the good side of the anime podcast. Maybe give people a little bit more value here or there, uh, to try to do something interesting. So I hope that we can accomplish that and, um, and we'll see, you know, where it goes. Um, so yeah. So I guess uh, just we're going to just go ahead and jump right into it. Um, uh, we're just going to go into what we've been watching. Uh, so I guess since I've been talking for a little while, Joe, uh, let's go ahead and, and do what you've been watching. What is What has been on the Joe docket for the week? All right. Well, this is just uh, – this isn't actually all of them. So uh, – but okay. these are the ones worth mentioning. Uh, yeah, it's – you know – uh for now uh they've one of the ones i've been consistently watching is uh the eminence of shadow or in shadow and that one has just gotten dubbed like episode one uh so even though they're like 
12 episodes in or something like that, 13 episodes in, in the sub. They're just really behind on the dubbing on this one. Uh, I feel like so, you, you mentioned this before on the other podcast and, yep. and, but so you, I didn't know that you've been watching it subbed. So you've been watching it subbed. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure I mentioned it then too. Okay, uh, maybe I, jerk face. Uh, but, <laughs> I can't remember anything that you say. <laughs> but no, it's uh yeah it's it's one of those uh i i read the manga i like the manga quite a bit and i'm curious how they're adapting it uh, so far so good the beginning is very different and uh they are taking some liberties on this one a little more than others i mean it's i'd say it's like 80 90 the main you know like uh, main translation, but it's like they are taking some, you know, some, some simple liberties. Making the whole first episode is very different, uh, but then you know, it almost worried me for the rest of the series. Uh, but they still got his the right attitude, the right humor, and for the most part, it all follows pretty pretty similar. So it's it's pretty good. I'm liking it. Um, it's the whole point of it is uh, it's an isekai. Uh, the main character is ridiculous. He always wanted to use magic. Uh, he dies and what winds up in a world with magic. So he's having a field day. Uh, but he is, a, he is essentially at all times, uh, like LARPing in his head. It's like, he makes up his own scenarios. He's, he's doing, he's playing a role and little does he know that everything he's pretty much saying is coming true in one form or another. Like he saves someone and he's like, yeah, this is the work of the Diablos cult. And then turns out the Diablos cult is an actual real cult in his fantasy world and that he's living in and he's just like every yeah it's just like he's it's one of those things that i wouldn't be surprised at the end he's like he's just willing things to existence uh because that's almost how it plays out uh but he's oblivious to it all he just thinks everyone is uh playing their role like yeah this is just a joke of a game like wow they're playing these really seriously and yeah so i gotta really get into my character and it, it's silly but it's good i like it. it's funny okay so he's like uh, dming like he's like uh, the dungeon master of his own of his own world, uh, whatever yeah, he kind of says sort of comes. But, to but be. oblivious to it, yeah. Mm, okay, so, that's cool though. It's yeah. So it's it's if he was um, yeah. It's it's you know I don't know. It's almost Haruhi esque, I guess, in some in similar form. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, but that's a discussion for another time. Uh, <laughs> I'll go with uh. So my next one I've been watching is a uh, Chainsaw Man. And that one's been pretty good. I've been doing that one strictly in uh, dub form. I did not, I know nothing about the source material. I know you, Nick, went through and uh, specifically read the entire series beforehand, right? Yeah, I am. Uh, I haven't been keeping up with the new stuff that's coming out. I guess I figure I can just catch up with it anytime. Um, but I did read everything before the hiatus which I believe the, the anime, I mean, the anime has a lot, a long way to go still, but I believe that is, uh, that is going to cover at least the first part of the anime. I don't know how far they'll actually go with it, but it is, it does, you know, it does, uh, end on a ending type note, uh, the part that I read, that I read to in the manga. So, so we'll see, but, but yeah, I mean, it is, it, it is really good. I, I don't know how much, I don't know how, I feel about the anime yet. I'm trying to let it cool, but I do, I do like it. I do like it. Uh, what episode have you gotten up to? Do you know? I, I am, uh, I've been doing the sub and I went through 11, but apparently there's 12, but it's not on, I mean, as of yesterday, I think I checked yesterday. 
Uh, I didn't find it on Crunchyroll. Is it is the twelfth one out yet? Um, I believe it is now. Yes, okay. uh, so according to what I see here, and uh, they've only done up to episode nine dub, and so I guess that's the big thing is uh, there's the whole debate to have between subs and dubs and how people feel about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I generally I grew up with um in a time frame where it was a lot of uh, anything coming over from Japan uh, was generally going to be uh, dubbed, and there's a lot of poor dubbing. Oh yeah, uh, because you know you got what you can get, and that was that was pretty much. But but especially when if it's um just a live action movie, if you know like whether it be Godzilla or like Lone Wolf and Cub, anything like that, those were you know you would generally get those. Um, you couldn't. You didn't have a choice of the option. It's like whatever your video store had. That's what you read. That's what you watched. And so it wasn't a uh, like an art piece. Like it was for Crouching Tiger, where like we're going to only have this in the native tongue, and you know you're just going to have to read the whole thing. And uh, so I kind of grew up getting used to uh, bad dubbing, and some of it's endearing to me. Like I absolutely love the old Godzillas, poorly dubbed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then there's some there's some old anime that. Uh, I can only I can only see it that way, like Sailor Moon and stuff like that, because uh or like I actually really like slash hate the Yu-Gi-Oh dub that came over to the US because that was just uh, atrocious, but it was great. Um Yeah, I think so, that one yeah. has some pretty famously bad dubbing and has some ridiculous voices that they attach to those faces. Uh but yeah, I I I see that a lot in, in various anime videos. They they're making fun of that. But for me personally, I think it's whatever you it's, you know, it doesn't matter. It's whatever you want to watch it as. Uh, I mean, uh, I know some people like to just go wholly like native source and they're like, yeah, this is the way it aired and this is the way it's meant to be. I'm like, I'm not a purist in that form. Uh, You know, if it's a really good series, I will go ahead and watch it subbed. And sometimes if it gets dubbed afterwards, I will then uh, I might switch over like it depending on how much time I have or. You know, I'm just curious, like, okay, well, then how is the uh, the translations? I mean, if they localize it really well, uh, then it might be worth, you know, just because some jokes are just not, you can't translate it the, the way that it originally was. So you're going to have to entirely make up a new joke for that punchline. And, you know, it's really neat to see how they do that. And dubbing's also gotten really good compared to how it used to be. I I would say oh, the yeah. late 2000s, mm-hmm. dubbing finally hit a good stride overall. So it's not like it used to be. But Like, I don't uh, know how it yeah. is in other languages, like Spanish or or like uh, like Mandarin or, or anything. But like the English dubs, you can tell that on the bigger shows, especially, and a handful of the, of like the, the, the less well-known shows, they really go above and beyond and try to make it their own. I mean, uh, like I actually really, I actually, I only watched a little bit of Kaguya-sama uh, in Japanese and I thought it was good, but you know, you, you told me, Hey, the dub for this is actually really good. And they go above and beyond and try to make it um, better than, uh, than what they were kind of given. And, I was like, okay, so I'll try it. So I did, and it, it it's an amazing dub. It's it's fantastic. Um, it's so so like nowadays, I I try to be a little bit more open t- to the dub, especially if it's especially if it's a show that you told me is good, or if it's one that um, 
if it's one that like, I don't know, uh, if it's, if it's a show that I'm not particularly planning on focusing on a hundred percent, like there's some shows that I watch while I'm cleaning my house or whatever. Um, and so those, I obviously, since I don't speak Japanese that well, I've kind of got a, I've kind of got a turn to the dub for that, but I'm really usually pleasantly surprised. Usually they're really good. Yes. Um, so as far as, you know, and this goes, you know, Chainsaw Man's done, uh, done pretty solid and I don't mind. I don't feel the need because I don't have that attachment to the source material to watch it. Uh, the newest thing right when it comes out. So I don't necessarily need it in that, um, that format. And, but the reason why I was watching, uh, the uh, Eminence Shadow, you know, subbed was because there was, uh, you know, there was no dub. And I, since I was attached to the source material, I'm like, you know, the the manga is funny, so why not give it a shot? And I followed it that way. So that's why, you know, for me, I, I you know, switch back and forth on which ones, but I, I'm not really particularly, uh, you know, attached to anything, per, you know, per se. Mm-hmm. So those are the just... Uh, do you want me to go through the rest of the anime I've been watching right now, or do you want to give give some stuff? I, I think I think uh, maybe I'll get I'll talk about a little bit of uh, about about sure. what I'm doing, um, what I'm watching. So, um, yeah, so I, I've actually had a chance to finally watch a good bit of a lot of different things. Um, I finished up Elite Classroom. I was almost all the way through with that and then had to jump off, but I, w- I went back and, and finished up. That is one I'm watching in English. Um, and uh, it, it was pretty good. Uh, the first season, I think, was probably better than the second. The second sort of went a little bit, it got, it got convoluted. Like the first season was like, okay, here's a simple thing and here's simple rules. And we go to different places, and then and you know it's it's kind of done. Okay, it's easier to follow. With the second season, I just I just didn't know what the hell they were doing for the like the like there's like the outside stuff with the main characters' relationships, and it's like okay, I got my I got a handle on that. But then like the core of the of the school of the problem that the school gave them, I was like, I don't. I don't get this. Like it's, I mean, I just didn't really, it just wasn't easy to grasp for me. I'm not the smartest, you know, otaku that there is, but it just didn't seem immediately interesting either. So anyway, but I I finished that. And if they ever come up with another one, I'll probably give it a shot if I've got time. But, um, so there's, there's that. And then spy family. Um, did you get a chance to like, how far are you in spy family? Uh, Spy Family, I believe I'm, uh, it's like episode nine or something like that. Okay. Uh, maybe 10. Uh, they just, yeah, it, it finally started getting better now. But I was going to say for that, uh, your previous anime though, that you mentioned, um, Elite Classroom. Yeah. Season two, they just love to talk about the, the rules and the convolutedness of the game that they're playing. Yeah. And they got up, they, it's just, it was a lot of just narration in that one. Uh, I felt the whole series mounts, like the whole thing was just building up to the the second to last episode his fight scene yeah uh, which was superb like it almost made the whole second season worth watching almost but it was it it was a great fight scene i absolutely loved it it was very very well drawn (laughs) you are serious 
uh the, the fight scene where he's he's it's it is more is almost rotoscoped in the oh, fact that how, yeah. his his actual movements yeah um, I, I guess i thought i thought it was kind of stiff um to be honest uh but but yeah like i mean i the, the budget the animation budget was spent there yes Yes. It was it was the fact that it was like it did not the fight scene did not belong in that series. Yes. Yes. Uh, and <laughs> and it was just it. like he's just knocking these guys out and it's it's very much in that almost the same vein as um a born or a wick, you know, like oh, yeah. it's just like they very much someone in there wanted a fight scene really bad and they got it. <laughs> yeah, it's it, uh, it's kind of like well what if a genius well, what if a genius fought? And it's like, this is how a genius would fight. And he would just like know everything. And it's kind of like, yeah, that's cool for an anime, but it doesn't really make, it doesn't really make sense. <laughs> like, it was, a, yeah, like I said, it was just fun watching him. This, I'm like, if it was more action like this, then maybe, but it was just a bunch of people just, just, you know, blowing hot air the entire time and <laughs> posturing and acting all high and mighty. And it was just like, I absolutely hated that uh, the second season. I don't even know why I watched it, but it, I just did. I just I had seen the first season. I'm like, I guess I'm in it now. It's I'm hot committed, and so yeah. It, it is dumb, but but there's something that is somewhat endearing about those characters. At least the main guy, um, like I don't know, Ajino Koji. I don't know Koji, whatever his name is. Um, Ayano Koji. Ayano Koji. Yeah. That's it. And then the main girl. Um, whose name starts with an H that I can't think of right now. Um, they're okay. And then some of the other, other they other... made her weaker in the second season. She was competent and like, uh, she was like almost on par with she... the main character with, with Ayano Koji. Like they were both equals in the first season, second season. She was literally just a puppet, you know, just she on the side. took and... a huge step back and they, and they like, they made her sprang her ankle at the, at the race thing at the, the school competition thing. A sports competition and she just she just went out uh, yeah she was way more she, she still went out like a bitch in the first season but at least she did a bunch of stuff first in this one she just took a big old backseat but there was there's other girl characters that had to had to step up and and uh fill that role i guess so they i guess i felt like they didn't have enough time to do whatever that show seems like like a show that was where the source material was probably better, where you could just kind of cut through it and stay focused, and then uh, just go as fast as you as you want to, and and then and with the anime they probably had to expand it a bit more or do something it's, with it. I don't know. It's just it's one of those anime that's it's very much a teen drama slash. We wanted to make this a murder game, but we could we didn't make this a murder game. So it's it's one of those Tomodachi games. <laughs> We're not or, um, smart enough. Kendama or like there's so many different there's a million different anime where it's like the classroom murders each other. I'm like let's make one of those, but let's not make one of those. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so no, that was it's it's a waste of time. I warned you when you started <laughs> watching it. I, yeah, I, I completely <laughs> warned you. I finished season one. And I'm like, don't do it. Um, well, it's, you right. it's definitely not a primetime anime. It's definitely like a, I'm cleaning my house or I'm like working out. And I'm, so I'm not really giving it hundred percent attention, which is probably why I couldn't follow the game they were playing. But I also just yeah. couldn't, I could tell I didn't really care. So there's two other anime oh. that I'll talk about really quick. And then a third that I'll spend a little, a little more time on. So I uh, started watching Spy Family again, took a big break from that. That show I really started to hate at the end of the first half of the of, of this 
first season. Um, I thought it was boring. And then I was like, well, let me fire it back up again. Started watching it in English and English is fine. The Japanese is fine too. Um, but I, I kind of realized that that show that what I wanted out of that show was a spy show first and a comedy second, because it is both. Um, I wanted at least 51% spy show, but really it's more a comedy show first, like 70%, 60% maybe comedy. And then the rest is, is spy stuff. So once I kind of realized that that's what they were going for, I started watching it with that expectation and I was like, okay, I can kind of, I can kind of enjoy this a little bit, a little bit more. Um, so once I started doing that, it was like, okay. And then I just sort of finished it out. It finished fine. I think people are way, I think people like it way too much. I really, it's, it's overly hyped. It is the most overly hyped anime of the season of the last two seasons. Easily. Uh, I'm on season. The answer question is episode 11. That's what I finished uh, dubbed. Uh, and the entire second season has been a bore. Uh, it has a funny couple funny moments, but as a but as a whole, it has been a letdown. Uh, you're right; it is more like seventy to eighty percent comedy, but the comedy doesn't really hit. Uh, the fact yeah. that they were so they had such little plot that they were breaking up these episodes into two parters, and yeah. the second part was just garbage throwaway. Um, and it wasn't until the latter part where there's a it, it becomes there's a little there's a couple episode arc where it's just over the top shonen jump like extreme stupidity and that was like the best part of the whole season so far uh it's a stupid tennis match yes and that made yes. it and that was that was the most entertaining the entire season's been it really has been like a uh, season one was just good it was like yeah it's you know it has potential it's not bad it's not great but it's it's just good and then this one i just i feel like it's dropped the ball uh so uh, but people still really like it and yeah. i don't know why yeah so, all right so the other one that we're watching, watching is yeah. uh is blue lock so one of our our friends um told me last time i saw him uh robert was telling me uh, that he that he started watching Blue Lock. And he's like, it's pretty good, and I was like, okay, whatever. So I was like, soccer anime, whatever. I don't give a shit. But I but I uh, I tried decided to turn it on, give it a try. Whenever I didn't have anything better to do, really, um, and uh, started watching it. And I think I think I'm through about episode five. And it is it is dumb, but as you would say, Joe, it's the right kind of stupid. It is, it is ridiculous. I, I thought it was just a, a high school boys soccer anime. And, and that is what it is, but it is uh, some sort of tournament battle Royale type thing kind of stacked on top of that. And watching it, I, I am definitely, I'm definitely more intrigued. It's, it's, um it's stupid and dumb and it doesn't mean to be funny, but it is, it is funny, 
but I, I'm enjoying it. I, I'm definitely it curious about where it's going to go. So serious, it does. It, it like it does. It, it's like it's it's literally the Attack on Titan level intensity of it all, and with the ridiculousness of it, it's it's soccer and. Uh, I mean, this also wants to be a murder game, like you mentioned, yes. Battle Royale, because honestly, they, they might as well just have the moment the losing team you know gets kicked out. They might as well just explode in little bits. Um, yes, because that's this. It's just utter defeat. Um, and because our life as soccer players are completely done for. And so therefore, they might as well just be dead. <laughs> it's like, uh, why yeah. would losing this tournament ban you from being on the on the pro team? Like. As a don't soccer... ask why. Just that's just that's just the NDA they signed. Okay, man. As a we soccer just, player, I didn't see those kids sign anything. Like, what is this even? Like, this doesn't even make any sense at all. Uh, but that's why it's so much fun to watch. Um, so I'm looking forward to watching some more of that, and I'll probably deep dive into it a little bit later. But um, the last thing I've been watching, which is uh, my best thing of the week, which you know you're watching this, and it's kind of. It's kind of a no-brainer. Um, so I have caught up with the actual legit episodes 1 through 26 of Demon Slayer. So I, um, I I watched all that season, and I've actually started on the Mugen Train arc. So there's actually – Mugen Train is weird to me. Uh, I didn't know it was like this until I just about started to watch it, but, but – um, Anyway, so I'll talk about the season first. Gosh dang, this show is just so well animated. Um, and uh, I've been reading the manga a bit as well. I am pretty much past the Mugen Train arc of the of the manga. So I, I read ahead, but I'm trying to just keep ahead with it. But I am pretty much watching it, you know, issue per episode almost. And I can say that that this anime is it is it is the right way to improve on the source material. Um the source material though is is not perfect in my opinion. I th I think that it, it it lacks a lot and I think that this this manga this mangaka is a guy who's not really very experienced with doing manga. I don't know that, but that's just kind of what I, I feel. Um, I think that I read some of his, some of the in-between chapters where he's like, Oh, thank you guys. I'm really glad that, you know, like I'm really glad that this manga has taken off and done really well. Um, and I'm like, Oh, that's cool. But like now that I'm kind of reading a little bit or I'm kind of reading the manga and watching the show at the same time, I can tell that the, that the anime is filling in a lot of places where the manga sort of just skipped over stuff. And then a lot of the manga too is a lot of it's well drawn, but a lot of it is drawn in a very abbreviated way. So it's like, you probably needed another page here. You needed another page to fill out the, this point um, to make it make a little bit more sense because it's easy to get kind of turned around in, in the manga as to what exactly is going on. But I think that might help it also. But anyway, um, so this show is really good. And they they really, I mean, like, I guess everybody knows that already. So I'm not, I'm not really saying anything new with it. But but uh, the, the Mugen Train arc I've started on. And um, 
So there's two ways to watch this. You can watch this as a standalone movie, which they put out in theaters, I think. And then you can, which I know they the did. The highest grossing movie in Japan ever. Yeah, that's why I think that. Um, because it, it beat Spirited Away. Whenever I was like, and I was like, how can this movie beat Spirited Away? Uh, but um, that just goes to show the popularity of, of Demon Slayer, which is like insanely popular. Um, but I, so, so you can watch it as a movie or you can watch it as individual episodes. I don't really know why they did that. I guess money is probably the answer. Um, usually, so in the past when they've done this with other things, uh, with OVAs and uh, such, uh, for example, Gundam Wing, I think got three episodes opposed to um, the movie. The movie is just usually slightly abbreviated. There's They have a, a few extra tidbits uh, in the in the TV or in the video sequences. And so it's just, uh, you know, they just edited a little bit for the movie theater. Um, but that's that's generally that's about it uh, from what I've known. I haven't actually seen gone to the Mugen train arc. Uh, I did season one and that was it. Uh, I don't really care. I guess it, like I the, the series is good. It's re- uh, it's beautifully animated. I uh, can't argue with that. Uh, but it's just it really hadn't gotten its hook, hooks in me as far as a story. So I'm I'm just kind of waiting for it to flush out more. And once it's finally done as far as. Uh, anime goes you know like then i'll go ahead and i'll probably just binge watch the latter half uh but it's just uh yeah i kind of gave up on it yeah i mean it is a a bit of a basic shonen anime or it feels that way going into it uh, i you know after kind of thinking about it some more there is kind of a lot going on there um but it's stuff that you would have to like really kind of piece together um, and even then it's not, it's not like that plot level deep. It's just sort of the way that my brain works. I, there's some things that I can kind of attach to it, but, yeah. but, uh, but you, through the first two episodes of the Mugen train arc, man, like as good as the animation is in the regular show, I mean, it is a, it is a movie that they're trying to do with, with Mugen train. It really, it just, they just turn it up to 11 and they composite it better and they they really go all out with a lot of this stuff, and I'm not even through all of it. I'm sure it crescendos quite nicely, but it is um it is definitely a, a cool piece of media, and uh, definitely the best thing that I've I've uh, seen this week. But yeah, okay. so with mine real quick, then uh, just because I've mentioned a lot of this stuff on our other podcast, so if you've uh, there's going to be some crossover, uh, but there's uh. Yeah, uh, welcome to Demon School, uh, Iruma-kun, season three. Uh, totally worth it. Uh, you know, it's it's a good watch. Uh, it's a it's it's just a simple comedy anime. Uh, you know, kid gets brought over to the uh, to the demon world as an adopted uh, grandchild, and he is just a human trying to blend in with a demon society. It is very much just a comedy anime. It's it's good though. Uh, that's I'll just leave it at that. You know, uh, there's. Uh, the they just recently started dubbing uh, reincarnated as a sword. So you know the plot twist on the whole isekai reincarnation bit. Dude comes back as a literal sword. Um, I yeah I finished the whole series and and uh, subbed just because it was there and I didn't actually think it was gonna get dubbed. Uh, I just knew it was really popular for a long time, or at least I'd always see it um, pop up with the other manga. And so I never bothered reading the the actual manga. So I just gave it a watch and it was entertaining. So. 
but if you don't really care to uh, get too involved into it, the the dub is coming out. Uh, so there's that. Uh, I, you know, so then one of the ones I'm really excited about, probably the best thing I've been watching this week, has been uh, they finally dubbed the second half or released the second half of Summertime Rendering. Yeah. Uh, this isn't. Yeah. So this is a good anime. Simple, simply put, with because it's uh, filled with a lot of spoilers. So I, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything. It's just um, kid goes back to his hometown because his friend passed away. And then it turns out there might be a little more mystery to how they passed. And uh, there's also potentially monsters and time looping involved. So it's if any of that sounds interesting, if you like something like uh, Erased, uh, which is also a magnificent anime, uh, then I would say give it a shot. Uh, like I said, second half, I, was, I watched the first half dubbed, and they just dropped the second half. And I've been just pretty much, I watched like, I don't know, 10 episodes in the last like three or four days. So yeah, I've been really going through that. Uh, yeah. Summertime, yeah that's... Uh, summertime rendering is, is one of the ones on my, on my list. It's, it's uh, I don't even know. I don't even know anything about it. I just have like, it's just, I've just seen the words summertime rendering so much that it's just in my brain. So I need to go and watch it because apparently it is. Yeah. Like you said, it's supposed to be really good. Yeah, and I, the last one is, uh, it, it did finish up recently, but I, I wanted to give it another shout-out, is um, Call of the Night. Um, it's just, uh, it's very, it's about a, kid, a middle schooler who um, you know, starts, uh, he can't sleep, so he starts wandering out of his house, uh, like, in the dead of night, and runs into a vampire, and he starts uh, trying to just have fun at, fun at night. And it's, uh, it's interesting. The art style is very unique. Uh, the music's very spot on. I think it's, um, uh, yeah, it's it's overall from front to back, it's pretty solid. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed my time with it, and I really like the music to it. Um, the music is done by, um, or at least one of the theme songs, and some of the other ones are done by uh, a rap group, a Japanese rap group called Creepy Nuts, and a hilarious name. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> I ended up I ended up getting the. Uh, they have a six uh six song uh little or like you know single or lp on ep uh, amazon ep ep i'm sorry yeah on uh on amazon and that sucker is is only like six and a half dollars uh digitally it has the main um the theme song that they do but they have the full length explicit version uh so yeah it's it's good though i i thoroughly enjoy the music to that and it's like you said the visuals and everything it's just it's one of those things that if you uh, it's just a chill thing to watch, and it was an entertaining. Uh, but yeah, that, those are the things I've been watching, and yeah, now it's mostly uh, back to you, I guess. You wanted to talk to too about some movies, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, special topic for today, um, we're going to be talking about our top three anime movies of all time. Um, so I just figured we could go, we could just go back and forth. Uh, you know, my three, then your three, two, and then one. Um, I'm just going to talk about it a little bit. Um, I, I wanted to to uh, do this topic because I think it gives the audience a little bit of an idea of kind of where we stand, where our tastes stand. Um, don't want to give away what our favorite shows of all time are just yet, but uh, that will be coming in the future, uh, probably with the Patreon. Um, but we'll see. We'll just have to see. Probably episode episode 100 or something like that. Maybe we'll do, maybe we'll finally give up the ghost on that one. But anyway, so 
I'll go ahead and lead off um, with my number three favorite anime movie of all time. Um, this is one from, I think it's 2000 or 2001. It is called Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust. So there was a, so there was a, a, um, an, another movie called Van, Vampire Hunter, Hunter D, um, that they made in like the eighties and it is pretty dated. Um, and I don't, I don't think it ever got a series or anything like that, but, but, um, it, it, uh, it got, it got a movie and it was, it was whatever. I'm, I'm sure it was fine. I've never, I've never seen that it. original is a masterpiece, dude. I like it so much better than blood, bloodlust. Well, I will fight you on that one. Well, anyway, um, <laughs> shut the, <laughs> shut up, Joe. Um, so we're talking about Vampire Hunter D bloodlust. So when I first saw this, I think, I think I was like in, in college or something. And I just thought, I just thought this anime, just the style of, of bloodlust is, is so cool. I don't know. It, it is a, it is a weirdly, it is somewhat of a weirdly drawn anime. I think the animatrix, um, had a similar style with some of its episodes, but anyway, so this, I don't even remember, remember what the story really is about. I just remember thinking, dang, this is so freaking cool back when I saw it. There's probably some stuff that I might think of as better now. Um, but I just remember the impression that it left on me. The vibe of it was really awesome. And uh, I guess I'm gonna have to go back and watch that first one, but that gum dude, the animation and that the animation quality of the first one is, it is a different, it's definitely of a different time. So I've just stayed oh. away from it. Yeah, so the the artist was um, uh, Yoshitaka uh, Amori, and that's the the artist for Final Fantasy, the mm -hmm. original Final Fantasy covers and such. So that's why it's very stylized and it's they're beautiful artwork. Like, uh, I re I grew up watching the original, and yeah, everything is, you know, it's just a really neat concept. Uh, it's essentially. Uh, the dude's a la carte is for all intents and purposes. Mm -hmm. uh, if you know Castlevania Symphony of the Night, he's uh, they they call him a Dunpeel, but he's he's a half breed vampire, and he hunts he hunts vampires, he hunts monsters, um, and that's the, the bloodlust. The the kind of main premise is uh, there's the vampires are literally trying to find their own uh, place to live is the, mm -hmm. without spoiling too much, and. Yeah, that you're right though. Bloodlust is beautifully animated. Um, I own it. Uh, the, you know, I just grew up with the original, and the original has a, like a pencil sketch quality. You know, it's because it's all done before uh, CG, so it is a very much hand drawn affinity. Um, but yeah, the character designs, the the concepts of some of the things. Uh, you know, it's just it's very, you know, it's very lovely. Uh, and it's just a f cool piece of sci-fi. So yeah, yeah that's a solid. Fantasy. That's a solid number three, I think. That's cool. How about uh, you? What do you got for number three? So I went with. Um, so I don't like. I don't have a sell. You know, an actual solid set of like these are my top, no matter what. Uh, but I was gonna go with my favorite Jubilee film, and mm -hmm. you know, so a lot of people like. Uh, you know, they Totoro or there's they, they span a whole bunch, but mine's probably gonna be um Nashka, uh, or Kazino Nashka, Nashka Valley of the Wind, depending on how you want to say it. So. I really like the concept art for that one. Just the, the once again, just like um, 
Vampire Hunter D. It was just something about that world that they drew the um, how it's overgrown with you know it has these weird monsters, bug creatures, the their tech devices, um, her her flying glider. You know, no clue how it works, but it's like it's one of the coolest things, and it needs to be in more video games. You know, uh, it's just you know things of that nature. Just I love the character design, uh, and yeah, that was it was. Well, I remember just watching it and just being like awestruck. Like this is amazing. Had really solid music for those early um, Ghibli films, and yeah, I just it, that one was still. It's one of the first ones I watched, and it's still one of my favorites to this day of all of uh, all those works. Man, that movie is freaking epic. It is, it is so well drawn and animated and imagined. I mean, Miyazaki. That's probably his his best world that he ever did or invented or, or, or whatever. Cause it is, it is so alien and yet so like whimsical. That movie is really fantastic. It is, it is gorgeous. I've always wanted to um, buy the, the box set of the hardback of the, of the manga because he did like a full color manga with it at the same time. That guy must've been working like a million hours a week uh, to get all that, all, all that done, like ever. Cause it's, cause the, the manga is gorgeous. Like every page is insanely well drawn and it has like, it has like way more story in it than cause like multiple volumes. It has like way more story in it than the actual movie does. But yeah, that is, that is a really good pick. That is, that is a bona fide classic for sure. Yep. All right. What's your number two, man? So number two, this is another one that's close to my heart. Um, so, I grew up watching the 1986 version of Transformers, the movie. Um, I rented this movie from the video store probably like 10 times before my mom was like, here, here you go. Oh, I just bought it. I, th I think, I think we actually, I think, I think my mom actually bought it from the video store. She was like, I just, can I buy this from you guys? And they're like, yeah, sure. And so, and, and so, like, like we did. Um, I, so, the, so people who grew up with Transformers in the eighties, they, a lot of them don't like the movie because it, it does a lot of really horrible things. Um, but I didn't grow up with Transformers in the eighties. I was, I wasn't watching this until like the mid nineties. And, um, and so I just like, I, this is all that I knew. And it was, and it was like, it was just really, it was really cool. It was really, really well animated. Um, it's got a pretty tight story. Uh, it kills off all of your favorite characters. Um, but That's the whole point is they, they killed everyone off. So you'd have to buy new action figures. That was the big marketing ploy of that series. That was the thing. And I think it was, I actually think that this movie, I, I could be wrong on this, but I think that transformers the movie killing off um a lot of its main characters um and the, sort of the backlash that happened there i think that that prevented gi joe from killing off at least gi joe I, I could be wrong on that but i think that 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 transformers came first uh as far as the movie goes and they were like oh that didn't really go so well so we're not going to do that with G.I. Joe. That's the headcanon that I have. And um, 
I just, uh, we're just going to leave it at that. But, but, uh, yeah, like I, I just liked hot rod, the music, the score for, for, uh, the Transformers movie is really good. It is very much eighties hair metal, but it is, it is, it is just ridiculous in the, in the right way. And that theme song by lion is fantastic. They got a couple songs from Stan Bush in there. Uh, the touch and, uh, the touch and, uh, gosh, what's the other one? Um, uh, I can't think of it, but they had like weird Al Yankovic dare to be, dare to be stupid. Um, I still listen to that, that soundtrack unironically a lot today. It is, it is a fantastic movie. I, I love every, every minute, every minute of it. It's one of the, if it's one of the last, if not the last movie, um, uh, George Orwell voiced. It was. Yeah. It was the last movie that he was. It was he was on his Omnitron, if I remember correctly. Uh, he was uh Unic- Unicron. Unicron, that's it. Unicron, that's it. Unicron. So my bad, but yeah, no, it's just the fact that he like. I remember watching that year, many years later and being like, "Wait a minute, how did they get such a big name attached to this kid's property?" They had they had Robert Stack, who I think was uh, the guy for Unsolved Mysteries. You know, that's what I knew him from. I think he did much other stuff too, but but he was in there a, a good bit and. Yeah, man, it is it is a it is a banger, a classic banger. Um, so yeah, so that is um, that's my number two of all time. Uh, Joe, how about you? What do you got? All right, uh, so my number two. <laughs> uh, the all right, it's kind of weird because for me, um, I would say it's probably my number two because it's you know, one of the ones that influenced me of getting back into anime as a kid. And it's something you should never watch as a child, and that is Akira. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I remember, I remember Sci-Fi Channel used to have uh, morning. They used to have a show like I think it was like nine a.m. Uh, anime, and that was before then they before they realized anime can be bad, and so then they're like, we're gonna move it to like ten a.m., eleven, midnight, and like one in the morning. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they they continually bumped it back for a while. But at the, for a, for a hot while, like it was Sunday at nine, or it might have been ten, and I just remember catching it one day right before going to church, and I'm just like, I just see this whole destruction of the city during Akira. I'm like, this looks amazing. I like, and my dad's like, okay, we'll just you know VHS this thing, uh, record it, and then I can't when I can watch it when I came back, and I did. Uh, then I perpetually watched everything the Sci-Fi Channel pumped out every Sunday because I'd record it while I was at church, and that was the thing I had to look forward to. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. Akira, I mean, it, Akira yeah, is, is, uh, yeah, it's, it's a pretty special anime. I have not seen it since I was, so I think I first time I ever saw it was a teenager. And to be honest, I, I didn't really appreciate it that much back then. I started to rewatch it the other night and I was like, dang, this is really good. Um, it, it is, it, it's, it's kind of a bittersweet thing because, Akira was so amazing, but it was really only one of the few times where they really put like Disney level money behind an anime. And I, I would have okay, liked that, that's going to open up a whole can of worms right there uh, because they've it, that's a big con, uh, point of contention and debate whether or not, you know, because people use at, at least around a lot, at least for that time period. Like, I mean, there's been yeah, there's been more stuff like later. But but as far as like as far as like just a mega huge budget for 
for something that's like violent and gritty and adult and still anime, um, it, it's it, it's pretty rare. You, it's pretty hard to find uh, ones that they've done that with. So like so um, like so a lot of times when people mention the Disney level quality, they're also referring to uh, how many frames uh, because there there there's debate about the quality of frame count uh, compared to other anime, and it's actually that's it was actually not that uh, uncommon to have that you know that quality of frame rate in other anime it's just because this was such a big blockbuster hit and this was one of the big pushes forward in the u.s that they got you know recognized um this is a lot of people's uh first you know first point of reference they're like oh this is the this is obviously the first time they did this or uh and it's not the case but uh the quality level is amazing for this uh and it still holds up i think now, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have actually not rewatched it since the uh, the later uh, DVD release slash Blu-ray release they did, where they changed the voices. Oh. And it's um, I believe the the quality of the voices should be pretty solid. Um, I'm trying to remember the you mean, voice on, on, the, on the new one. Yeah, the new one. The new one. I mean, the mm-hmm. old one was the old one. I don't didn't really find any issues with the old one. Uh, but the new one, I I'm pretty sure. Uh, the voice, the voice work would have been solid. I'm trying to remember who did the actual voice work for it, and it wasn't. My brain wants to say Vash, but I don't think it was the guy who voiced Vash, and I'm I'm completely blank. I I'm terrible with names, so when it comes to voice actors or yeah, voice actors um, are pretty hard to memorize them or, all. You know, yeah. So the uh, one of the big things was is like the animation for this, the quality of things like clout or smoke, the smoke coverage uh, as things are getting destroyed was really stunning especially for back then uh and it's weird to talk about things like that but you know you're also talking about uh me watching this you know in, i think it was like mid 90s and just being like wow this is this blows anything that like cartoon network has essentially out of the water you know there's the the amount of colors the you know, the quality the sharpness and uh the problem is if you're watching akira just cold i guess is the best way to put it uh, it looks really cool and has a great like aesthetic, but the story doesn't make a lick of sense. It's um. really hard to follow because we're talking about the the manga is actually volumes and volumes of f- old phone book like pay you know uh, manga. So it, we're it's like maybe A4 you know like sheets of paper yeah. you know bigger than that, and we're talking about a couple inches thick per volume. Yeah, uh, I think it's like seven or ten. There's a there's a really beautiful box set that shows up on Amazon sometimes. It's it's not last time I saw it, it wasn't too expensive. It was like a hundred or hundred and fifty somewhere in there, but it it is a sizable thing. And there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that happens. I've I've watched videos um, on YouTube about Akira the movie versus the the manga and stuff like that. And that is kind of one of the complaints of even people that that love it. Is that it is, um, it, it is an abridged kind of idea of the actual source material. Yeah. So essentially, you take fifty percent of it, you make that abridged, and then you only throw in sprinkles of the part that was missing, and so that's what makes it super confusing because you know the first you know the half of it, you're like, oh, this makes sense to a certain point. But then all of a sudden, you're like telekinesis and government agencies, and why are these people children monsters looking blue and so old looking and what what they have no idea what's going on 
um you know the you know the per the actual akira namesake doesn't you know doesn't actually have relevance in the movie till pretty much the end so it's you know that's yeah. It makes no sense as as far as trying to follow a plot, but it's amazing, and it has, uh, is you know. So it, as a kid, it completely blew me away, and it's really kind of what reignited me into getting back into anime again. I mean, I like I said, I had watched a bunch of stuff as a kid, uh, but it wasn't anything regular. And from that point on, I would you know see whatever's on TV, and then shortly after, uh, a couple years later, or so. Uh, we'd have Cartoon Network started showing uh, random spots of anime late at night, and then they would eventually get to Toonami. Uh, and then around that time is uh, Tech TV uh, had a spot, and then G4 eventually bought them out, I believe, and then G4 would have an anime spot. And then rarely, every now and then, uh, MTV would show something weird. You well, know. that and, and Adult Swim, but Adult Swim eventually got, I mean... Whenever Iconic went watching it, it got further away from anime and more toward like American cartoons and stuff. Yeah, but I mean, we had Adult Swim. Uh, I think really kicked it up uh, in the uh, you know early mid two thousands. Oh yeah, okay. I mean, that's what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, but the uh, Toonami was the first you know big one though because they they licensed uh, they re they re licensed Dragon Ball yeah. and you know a bunch of other things like that. So yeah, it was. I think Sci-Fi Channel was pretty much their first to have it on a something semi-regular, and they had a handful of movies, handful of OVAs. Uh, one of the ones, some of the ones I would put under here as movie, they're technically like three OVAs that they slapped together for that hour and a half, two-hour TV block. Yeah. Uh, and so that's why my in my brain I'm like, oh yeah, it's totally a movie because I watched it on Sci-Fi during that time. I'm like, oh no, that was actually like a two-part um you know two episodes a sci-fi channel bit and so that wasn't a movie but my brain thinks it is so yeah because it's all uh, it's all cut up anyway by commercials when you're watching it so it's not like you're popping in another vhs or dvd or whatever yeah, yeah for sure so all right then uh what's what's your number one then what's so, the big one so my number one is um uh, i'll say that the other two are very near and dear to my heart and I could pick them apart for the problems that they have um, as I probably will at some point. But, but this one, I, it, it is, it is not as near and dear to my heart, but it is pretty near and dear. And it is just a technical masterpiece. Uh, Princess Mononoke. Um, so I saw Princess Mononoke. I, I, I don't even remember really the first time that I, I actually saw it, but I know it was, I know it was the first Miyazaki film that I actually saw all the way through um, that actually like went and got. And it was probably the first time where I was like, I need to know the name of, of what did this. And so, so his, his name is, is kind of comes from this movie to, to me, like, I know it's not his first movie, but to me, this is like my first experience with his kind of movies. And Princess Mononoke is, it, it, it's a technical masterpiece. It's, it's a good story. Uh, it, it's, it goes all kinds of places and it just has this like fantastic feel to it. And I mean, it's probably the most warlike that 
that Miyazaki ever got. I mean, I, I, I think uh, Nausicaa is pretty Nausicaa cl- has giant war machine monsters from yeah. the Eldritch era. Yeah, but um, yeah, but it's 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 more it's more like it's more fairy tale cartoony and it's uh, and it's just not the first time that I experienced like like a Miyazaki film or really that in in anime and like this like like uh Princess Mononoke is more the gritty side of of war not that it gets all that gritty but it's more the hey this is sort of serious this is like sort of people like fighting and it's you know it's about the forest and saving um yeah, mother nature like it almost always is with with Miyazaki but it's um like it's just a it's just a really fantastic movie up and down all the way through um i i would say that it probably gets it's a lo- it's a long movie it's it definitely kind of goes and meanders a bit but but man the animation quality all the way through is is absolutely fantastic and just like really kind of like with you with Akira um it kind of made me realize what was possible with anime and that it could be it could be kind of transcendent beyond just like a kid's cartoon so what they did was uh this was this came out in the late 90s uh i want to say us came out in 98 or 99 when it came out i think right. it came out in 97 in japan yeah uh because so. this came out uh became the number one movie uh in japan and then i believe titanic eked it out uh yeah yeah uh, i think i read that yeah and then if i remember correctly uh one other movie beat that just barely then followed by no that's i think it was sento chihiro sento chihiro which is um spirited away beat out titanic and then demon slayer completely crushed their box office but i that's all i think it's partial because that demon slayer came out during the pandemic and they were just able to kind of push it like they, they during the they left they left it in theaters for well over a year. Um, oh really? It and, was just stuck. Oh, in, yeah. It was just in theaters, just sitting there. Okay, that um, does kind of. Spirited away. It... Our our Sento Chihiro was the same though. Sento, but that was uh, during normal times, not like. But I think people were striving, like starving for like something during pandemic time. So more, a lot more people for sure were going to watch that. Yeah, I so. mean, I looked it up one time, and what I found, well, I was like. I saw the the numbers for how much money that that uh, that Demon Slayer movie made versus Spirited Away, and the and like I was like, well, adjusted for inflation, but but really, Japan's economy has has been so bad since Spirited Away that actually the money is worth the same as it was back then, or like barely any different. So it really is like like it just. Like they made as much money, or they made more money off of the same amount of, or off of they just sold more tickets, you know. But I like I didn't know that that it was um, I didn't know that that uh, the Demon Slayer movie had stayed in theaters for so long. I'm gonna have to research that because I don't know. I just I, like I like that movie, but Dadgummit, Spirited Away is is just something special, something special about it. Yeah, uh, so I mean, yeah, it's, Miyazaki's films are always pretty, uh, pretty stellar. And Ma- what made Mononoke so unique when it came to the U.S. is it actually got such, um, such big U.S. voice talent. Oh, it did. Uh, yeah. And 
So you had um I cannot remember her name Scully from um X Files, uh-huh. um, and that was that was off the heels of X Files still being really big. I mean, because we were talking about you know late nineties. Yeah, this would have um, been a, pretty much the height of the X Files. Gosh, and then you had at the at the time you had Sling Blade star Billy Bob Thornton Billy Bob in it from Arkansas. Uh, it was, yep. Yeah, it was before he before he really really made it big, but he was still like he was. A, you can easily say he was a solid like B tier, you know, actor at the time. Yeah, like um, maybe A minus, but yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, he, he was, didn't have a big role though. So he, he didn't have a big role though. So I think they probably threw him in there to be like, hey, he's in it, and it's like, well, he's not. He's not, you know, massive. I remember I remember hearing that guy, that guy's voice for the first time, and being like. That's Billy Bob Thornton, <laughs> just like yeah, he was right. he was the merchant. Um, yeah. so yeah, I mean, but they had a few other key names, at, you know. But that was like you; had, those are the two that really came, stood out. That were like, hey, these people are paying attention to this. It's like it's kind of impressive, and uh, that made it more you know palatable to the everyday person. Uh, and it yeah, it did. It made it kind of reignited uh, Studio Ghibli because beforehand. I want to say Fox had the rights to Kiki, um, and they were so because there was already an English dub of Kiki and Totoro beforehand. Yeah, and then when Disney uh, partnered with them, then they got the rights back and they re-released uh, Totoro and Kiki with uh, new new voiceovers for that. Um, so that's you know is but since then it kind of re, you know especially in the early two thousands they started re-releasing all their stuff to DVD. And having a uh, really good quality, and they just started bringing everything over because I remember buying it all when it came out. I'm like, yes, the new, you know, the new one came out. Be sure to buy it. And you know, when I was in Japan in high school, uh, I rented all the stuff and I watched it all strictly in Japanese. And some of it was really hard to follow, but it was still really neat. Um, I mean, and it was just, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think those movies were probably coming over, you know, no matter what, uh, at some point, just because of the times. But but, it's uh John Lasseter, uh Pixar. He's he's really good buddies with uh Miyazaki, right? And that is what really spearheaded the movement of getting him over. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, but uh, I think that they came over as quickly as they did because of because of that partnership or that or that friendship. And uh, I mean, because who knows? In you know, in another timeline, uh, I might not have seen those until you know three or four years after I actually did and kind of would have missed the moment or, or whatever. So I'm really glad that uh, they came over when, when, uh, when they did and I got to experience those, but yeah, so that's pretty much it for, for me and princess Mononoke, but you've got one more. And uh, I, I think you've told me about this one before, but tell me again, because uh, I don't really, I've never seen this one. Okay. So my number one, and it's, it's, you know, it probably is my number one. Uh, it honestly is. Uh, going to be Armitage the Third. Uh, it's a. Uh, it came out. You know, it's like everyone talks about Ghost in the Shell and how uh, crazy like cyberpunk that is, and how and it, for for the time when it came out, it was really cool. But Armitage just had such a better story, in my opinion. It was it really just flowed better, and uh, and so the concept is you're. Um, there's a new detective who goes to a new police precinct. Uh, the, the the twist is it's in Mars. And the new police officer is actually voiced by Kiefer Sutherland. Uh, 
which this is before 24 and all that. So he was, you know, he was, st- he was still a movie actor, but, you know, like Lost Boys and stuff like that. So but you, you had this guy playing the main voice of your anime character, not, uh, and he did a really good job uh, opposed to like his Solid Snake uh, or, you know, rendition or um, Big Boss, I'm sorry. That was a Big yeah, Boss. So, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, and then you had uh, Elizabeth Berkeley, who was the, from Saved by the Bell, oh wow yeah i think she made she tried becoming an actress and i think she was in showgirls showgirls Uh, that was supposed to be her big break yeah and unfortunately it didn't really do it for her but anyways it still had it had two big names attached to this um uh, and it's just a stellar sci-fi uh movie as and it's kind of it's an it's an old trope but it's still really good one about you know uh when you come across a machine uh what makes it human you know what constitutes a soul consciousness all that you know and it was funny had a lot of good action the animation quality is just awesome uh once again i saw this around 97 98 as well yeah and so it was by far i thought it was my out of ghost and shell versus this i was I'm like this was more underrated i felt because you know most people at the time it would end you know you're you're more happy with what you see the first time around similar with uh my naushka versus your mononoke right yeah uh so you know with a Mizaki film it's kind of what you you know and i think my wife would support uh kiki or something like that first uh but you know it's kind of what you end up you know what you're first exposed to and so a lot of people are like, well, Ghost in the Shell, you know, that that was the first and the big one. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. But I think this one is overall like just a better quality. Uh, I mean, you have more straight up cyberpunk things uh, when it comes to, you know, the neural network hacking, uh, the, the augments, as it were, for the, for the everyday people in Ghost in the Shell. Uh, but I also I just feel like the music and the story were just that much better in uh, Armitage. I think a lot of so, I think a Ghost in the Shell gets a lot of credit for um, for advancing technology uh, within within uh, animation that had not been showcased before. There's a couple scenes that are not really I mean they're technically possible, but they're would be insanely hard to do. Like there's a scene where early on I think where one of the robots extends their hands over a keyboard and then their fingers all break apart and become more fingers and then start typing like insane. I think it breaks apart twice actually. Yeah. yeah. Like twice. So, it, it just so, bre- like, it, so, yeah. And, and it's that's like a great scene. <laughs> that's, that's, that's amazing. And, but it's not possible really with a, any kind of budget and time constraints for a human to be able to animate that accurately so they were they were using computers for scenes like that and a couple other scenes and and it was just like oh well like no one had ever had ever seen that before and if you're kind of first out the gate with that then then that is kind of what gets remembered i mean in in a way you're kind of you're you're probably kind of right because because when they tried to remake uh ghost in the shell you know that they definitely made some whitewashing mistakes with scarlett johansson and there's and stuff like that, but really they they tried to tell pretty much the same story, and it just kind of fell f- flat. So that you might you might have a point about the actual about you know Ghost in the Shell maybe 
being remembered a little bit more fondly than it should be. So I've been meaning to watch this Armitage, this Armitage, and I hope I get a chance to at at some point. But yeah, that's. I cool, mean, man. it's. I still think it holds up a lot. I, it's been a while since I last saw it, but the um, they did make a sequel, and unfortunately, most anime sequels don't quite hold up as well. I mean, this one, the sequel isn't a bad per se, but it just it's um, you know, once again, it also just might be my rose tinted you know glasses, just absolutely loving the first and being like the second one doesn't have the same voice acting, uh, doesn't have you know when you do stuff like that, it's it's you know, back then it was more common. You would switch. You would switch voice actors between seasons of TV shows. Uh, you know, it was very you know wish washy, I guess. But now it's like, no, we got to keep the same voice actors. We if we're doing the movie, we we need to do our best to pull the pull them into the movie. Well, it's, we need unless uh, unless if someone unfortunately passes away, we're keeping the same voice cast. Or unless if someone just goes crazy and asks for like absurd money or something like that. Well, I mean, that's just kind of the symptom. Or that's just kind of a. That's just kind of a symptom of a of of pulp uh, entertainment where nobody like nobody, the mainstream doesn't care. So now that anime, I guess you could argue that anime is not mainstream, but I think it's pretty freaking mainstream, uh, especially compared to the way it was in the nineties and the eighties. Um, it's like insanely mainstream. Uh, and so now that it's mainstream, you have, you have more anime and stuff like that going on all the time. But you have these standards where it's like, hey, we could change voice actors in the middle of the season and that would save us money, blah, blah, blah. But the reason why we won't do that is because even though no one is watching our show, our studio would be destroyed and maligned if we did something like that. Uh, because everybody on the internet would go, hey, look what they're doing, look what they did. And they would just like mock us into the grave. So now that it is more mainstream, that's kind of about protection. But anyway, that's that's kind of neither here nor there. Um, yeah, it's just sometimes I go back for the money grab, and it just uh, it just doesn't really work out as well. But no, but yeah, as like I said, Armitage still to this day. Uh, I was I was m mentioning this movie to a coworker, and one of the lines in it was, "There's a there's this other cop named Eddie, and he just keeps on talking, and Kiefer Sutherland just yells out or says out loud, Christ, Eddie, will you zip it?'" And the moment I said that, a guy from two cubicles away popped his head up and said, you're talking about Armitage? Like, because he, he memorized, he knew that line specifically. And um, it, during high school, a buddy made an email account with that. You know, it's just, it, it's just such weirdness behind uh, that anime. That's the way and, that, that's the way that I am with the, with the Transformers movie. There's like... Like, uh, there's one part where, uh, the green guy is loading up a missile, uh, against the, against the Decepticons and he just goes, I got better things to do tonight than die. It's just like, it's like the most badass thing you could say. And there's a bunch of others like that, but I totally know. I've never had that experience though with saying something, something like that and somebody two cubicles away knowing exactly what I was talking about. That's pretty freaking cool. Yeah, it's just, you know, I mean, it's, uh, like I said, especially when you saw it when you were younger, it's, you know, when you're exposed to stuff like that, um, you know, because unfortunately, you know, at the time, there wasn't many things like that out there. Yeah. So, but yeah, hands down, uh, probably my favorite movie, uh, you know, it's like there might be enough, there's other ones that are probably up there, 
Uh, but for anime, you know, like I said, I'm, it usually has to be a genre thing, and that's why I threw in for my number three, you know, something more, you know, family friendly or at least the you know Ghibli household. And there's, you know, there's a bunch of stuff I can go for days, and we probably will because hopefully this cast will last a little longer than we uh, we anticipate. Yeah, <laughs> at least yeah. hundred, you said right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Um, yeah, I mean, I I am not glued to this list. I could be. I could be talked off of a couple of these things. I think Transformers did stay on here, uh, just how, just because of how near and dear it is. But but at some point in the future, I'd like to uh, I'd like to spend a little bit more time, uh, maybe after I've seen some more things too, and uh, see if I can see if uh, our lists are the same. I think that'd be interesting. Yeah, there's a few of them that I'll recommend to you that I have recommended to you, and so I'm curious what happens to like Summer Wars. Watch it. I'm just throwing that out there. It's a good one. Okay. Okay. There's, there's a bunch of anime that, that you've told me about that you're like, ah, you know, we have to watch it together. We have to watch it and talk about it at the same time. So, uh, I, I never, I never really know, but I'm going to start asking you about, about some of those, uh, that I'm okay to watch solo. I'm also the weird one who tells them you can't watch certain things. And I said, no, no, you have to watch this other thing before you can watch this one, because then you really appreciate this because it makes references or it has, you know, it's, you know, it's an homage and like blah, blah, blah. So I'm, I'm, I get very weird about that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but I appreciate it. I definitely appreciate it. Okay. Uh, that is all that we've got for today. This here first episode of another damn anime podcast. Thank you for listening. Um, I've been Nick Vera. Oh, going with it. Well, you can just call me Joe. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. That's fine. And, uh, don't want to don't want to dox your last name, huh? Well, anyway, uh, I've been Nick, and this is uh, and this uh, here with me was Joe. Uh, thanks for listening, and um, we'll see you next time. Bye. Take it easy.